Hey folks, welcome to the House of Kraus. I'm Richard Kraus. Thanks for coming in off the street, coming up to the veranda, knocking on the door and coming inside. Make yourself comfortable. Feel at home in the House of Kraus. Sit back. Those of you who have been here before will probably have heard these words come out of my mouth before. You will have heard me say, we have a really great show for you today. But you know what? Sometimes cliches are cliches because they're true. We do have a great show for you today. A little bit later on, we're going to introduce you to Daniels. It's a directing collective of two, two guys named Daniels. And it's not the Daniels, it's simply Daniels. There's something about that sort of poetic simplicity of that that I kind of like a lot. They've made a movie called Swiss Army Man. The story of a marooned man and his dead buddy's journey back to civilization. It is a tale of friendship and what it means to be really and truly alive. I'll tell you all about that a little bit later on and we'll meet Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. First up though, I want to introduce you to Samira Wiley. Now, if you are a fan of Orange is the New Black, if you are up to date with Orange is the New Black, and by that I mean if you have seen all the way through to the end of season four, please listen on. If you haven't, there are some spoilers that are about to happen that may take away from your enjoyment of season four. So I'm gonna put a little alarm sound in here it's not an air raid. It's not anything to be concerned about. It's a spoiler alert. Here's what you need to know before you listen to this interview. And again, there are spoilers here. Samira Wiley plays Poussey Washington on the prison drama Orange is the New Black. And since her character's shocking death near the end of the fourth season, uh, she has moved on. She's doing other projects now. She's going to be seen next in a show called You're the Worst. It's a comedy series. Uh, but we're talking about Poussey. Poussey was a character who I really liked a lot. Uh, she was thrown in jail on the show for dealing marijuana. Uh, she was outspoken. She was a caring woman who stood by her convictions. A great character on a great show. We got to talk all about that, but I, I had to. I had to talk to her about the death of this character. Uh, I hope I haven't ruined anything for you. That's what that alarm sound was for earlier, to let you know that there are spoilers contained within. Here's Samira Wiley. How are you feeling right now as we sit here talking about that? Because you knew what was happening for a very long time and couldn't say anything. Yes, I knew what was happening for, um, as, as of now, I've known for uh, over a year. Um, and it was the hardest secret I've ever had to keep in my life, especially with the girls being with them. I've known them for years now, four years we've been doing this show together and to see their faces every day and to keep this deep, dark secret was pretty hard. And why do you have to keep it a secret? Is it just so that it doesn't leak to the press or is it that the other actors may treat you differently or, or what, what's the, what's the thought process behind it? Um, I think that, that uh, yeah, it was just really um, upholding uh, upholding the integrity of the show and really not wanting it to get out and you know sort of like a need to know basis, not more, not really like not trusting anyone and let and thinking that you know they're going to treat me differently or anything like that. Just just being cautious. It was shocking, and and I, I was really flabbergasted when I when I when I 
when it happened. So how do you feel? Like, how was how it saying goodbye to the character? Um, I, I, you know, I haven't watched it yet. And uh, in a way, I feel like um, actually watching it will be me really saying goodbye. And I am not ready for that yet. I can't do that yet. What do you hope people take away from the show in general uh -huh. and then from this turn of events in particular? Well, the, sh the show in general, I, I, I just... Um, I I think it's really ushered in a new uh, a new era of television. Um, it's really you know um, if we go back to shows like you know if we go way back to shows like Leave It to Beaver and things like that, you have these unattainable uh, archetypes that people look at television as these things that they could never reach, um, whereas Orange Is the New Black is showing you different different kinds of women, different shapes of women, different backgrounds of people who um, the, the, uh, the barrier is, is less. It's, it's, and in some ways it's invisible because that is you or that is your mom or that is your sister. Um, so I feel like really, um, really proud to be a part of the television show that has started that. Um, and uh, specifically with season four, um, I think we've really, you know, amped it up a notch in terms of uh, reflecting um, not only the people that we see every day, but the issues that we are dealing with every day, um, specifically Black Lives Matter and um, and, and, and showing some responsibility um, as our artists, as the creators of this television show, um, that we need to reflect what is going on in our time. And that is our responsibility. And what has the response been from fans uh, to you directly, you were at Pride yesterday, so you must have heard a lot uh, from people. Uh, yes, fans are—they're um, outraged. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're—they're they're profoundly sad. They're extremely, extremely upset. Some of them are real angry. Um, but I think that all of that is good. I think that um, what we wanted to do with this message is. Um, elicit some real strong um, um, emotions from people. And uh, I, I keep saying that, you know, television at the end of the day, it's all fake. It's, you know, we're making this up as Pusey is a fictional character, but but it it can elicit real change out of people and change from change of behavior, uh, change in thought. Um, and I think that, that, that we're on the way to doing that. Why do you think people liked her so much? She was different. Busse was different than the other characters. She she really, for me, really stood out. So why is it that that I liked her so much? Why is it that other uh, viewers have embraced her? Um, Busse is really like like an ideal person. I I I I've um, said before that uh, she's such a great friend and a great person that a lot of times I feel like when I don't know what to do or um, you know want to be you know better in a certain situation, I sometimes think like, what would Pusey do in this <laughs> in this situation? Um, she just had a great great heart. She had a great moral center. Uh, we saw, you know, some real courage from her in season two, standing up to V um, in, in face of, you know, all of the peer pressure and everything. She was able to stand alone. Um, she has such great heart and um, great smile. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, she's 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 um, she's she's someone that, that that you look up to. She's 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 an ideal. 
Yeah. And once you get past the idea that you can't watch that episode, will you binge watch the rest of the show? Um, I can't. Uh, or is it too difficult? It's. I think it might be too difficult for me to binge. Uh, and and I don't. I don't know if I really anticipated it. Um, uh, you know, after most seasons, a lot of seasons, it's a different every season, but some seasons, especially last season, I definitely binge watched like immediately. Um, and I think I thought that I was going to be able to do that this time, but I've only watched, I, I've, I've watched maybe half the season so far. But you're working too, right? You're the worst. Are you shooting that right now or has that shot? Um, yes, we're in the, we're in the middle of shooting that right now. Um, I'm having a blast also a little like what is this like what temperature is this water i'm used to <laughs> being so comfortable on a show that i've been on for so long and uh you know the set feels like it's mine and like i know where everything is so it's it, i sort of feel like the new kid in school right now you know but it's it's fun it's it and it's and it's refreshing to be to be on this end again is it uh like a uh did it make it easier or was it like a palate cleanser or, you know, when, once you leave, leave the old show, it's sort of like, it, it was a little easier to know, well, I'm going directly into this other thing. Uh, I, I think it did make it easier to, to know that I'm not just like sitting here doing nothing, um, especially because my, um, you know, my castmates are already on set. Um, for season five and um, to you know be here in Toronto and they were here um, with me on the pride float and to hear them talk about work and stuff it's I think it, it would have been really hard if I wasn't doing anything <laughs> what do you want to tell Orange is the New Black fans right now um, I I think the main thing I want to tell them is that Samira's alive <laughs> Samira's okay um, um, uh, I get I get a lot of a lot of comments on on social media right now. Like whenever I tweet something or I or I or I post a picture, they're like, "I'm so happy you're posting." So I know you're alive, and I'm like, "I yes, I am. I, I haven't gone anywhere." And also to know that like I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and it shows uh, you how much people like that character, though. Yeah. That they yeah. feel that way. Yeah, and it's 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 uh it it it, it really hits me here because I. Ah oh, man, it's it, Pusey's amazing. She's she she she's such an amazing character, and I felt so 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 honored and privileged to be able to give her life and to give people feelings, strong feelings, the way they did, uh, the way they felt about her. The, I, we're out of time, but uh, the one thing that I thought was flashbacks. There can always be flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking to her. That was Samira Wiley talking about her character, Pusey Washington, on the show Orange is the New Black. Now, you'll have to watch the first three seasons and just part of the fourth one if you want to see Pusey because she won't be coming back. But she was a great character. and She had a line that always kind of stuck out for me. She was the jokester of the bunch, I guess. And uh, at one point, she says, you know, all the women that were in that prison with her, she said, we're all just here because we took a wrong turn going to church. It's a great line. She delivered it well. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Samira Wiley on a new show called You're the Worst, which is uh, going to give her a chance to play an all-out comedy role. So that'll be interesting to see. 
Now, Daniels. Daniels are a collective. They are two guys, Daniel Kwan, or Dan Kwan, and Daniel Scheinert. They made a movie called Swiss Army Man, which made a big splash at Sundance, both for better and for worse. Uh, got some bad reviews coming out of there. Got some rapturous reviews. It's the kind of movie that inspires uh, polarized reactions because it's a film starring Daniel Radcliffe as a dead corpse, a dead man, who farts a lot and sort of comes sort of halfway alive uh, while helping Paul Dano, a man marooned on an island, make his way back to civilization. But it's it's, it's more than that. It's a, a premise that Monty Python might have rejected as being just a little bit too silly. But it really is the story of these characters, this relationship between the characters, and they use that to shed light on everything from stifled machismo to loyalty to unrequited love to the need for compassion. There's so much more to this movie than any one-line description of what happens in the film could tell you. It is probably best known as the Farting Corpse movie, but there's way more to it than that, and here are Daniels to tell you about it. At first, when I heard that the movie was coming out on July 1st, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, man, if that's exactly the, the right date to release this thing. Right. Yeah. But I'll tell you, from my point of view, you know, having seen, I see pretty much everything that comes out. Yeah. And, you know, everything this year has, uh, or this summer certainly, has, uh, you know, worn a cape or uh, saved yeah. the world yeah. or something. And, right. you know, this movie uh, really felt like an antidote. To all of that stuff. Oh, great. cool! Thank yeah, you so it felt it, it just it, it it stuck out not only because of its kind of unusual nature, but because of its kind of lyrical and sort of beautiful in its own yeah Thank odd you. way. Thank I thought, you. and it just felt so different. I thought it's genius to release it now. Yeah, right. yeah, cool. Yeah. We're gonna be craving it. Yeah. I, hope. I think yeah. we were. Yeah, we were um, worried about the idea of being counter programming, but then at the same time we. Uh, the movie aspired to be kind of comparable programming as well in that like there's like there's big. action scenes and musical numbers we're not just like you know like a sad indie that you yeah. could go see instead of a superhero movie it's like no no, no we have this we have the cool stuff too hopefully it gives you, you some you thrills a along all of with it. The, the you know philosophical f fun that that we were exploring so we wanted it all <laughs> well, it's like it's like a bollywood movie you've got a little bit of everything in there yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Sure, yeah except for those are much longer than our movies exactly <laughs> are they are bollywood movies usually oh, like, like three four hours yeah. like, oh, like yeah. it, the, the idea is that you get your bang for the buck right yeah. so right, yeah. you got you know a love story a murder mystery a dance number it goes on and they can go on for hours <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. wow we wanted to do that but in 90 minutes somehow <laughs> yeah well you yeah. did it i think you pulled it off yeah, thank um you. you know the the most mundane question is how did this story come about i mean you've yeah. answered this a hundred times i'm sure but yeah which, which version of the answer do you want it's kind it of autobiographical yeah. <laughs> about the two of us i mean it's kind of that's a joke answer but it's sort of also true in that like uh we've been working together since 2000 nine, nine ten, and uh we kind of like this we kind of discovered this movie just as much as we wrote it you know like just we we have very different filmmaking uh processes but very similar tastes and like as we work together like certain stories kind of started revealing themselves in this this like body humor but this sentimentality that's also subversive and like uh just certain jokes would make us both laugh and so uh somewhere in that kind of stew of us becoming friends 
a movie about two guys becoming friends came out <laughs> yeah. and this idea of like the the that the signature image of uh, a man riding a corpse's farts across the ocean came out somewhere in there and then uh, <laughs> the the relationships with all the crew that made this movie you know um, kind of like inspired the movie yeah. you know so like we kind of met our DP and met our production designer and then wrote a movie that played to their strengths and so like it uh, yeah. it sort of is autobiographical no yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then it's, also it's, I had this crazy wiener and it goes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I, I think I think we love images that, that uh, are contradictions because you know contradictions force your autopilot off you know right. you no longer can just like glaze by that it's like oh yeah I've seen that wait what is that what is this thing I have to like now grapple with and, and once we get them there then we can actually ask them to uh really um, get introspective and, and, and try to learn something, you know? I, I think uh, we make our movies for ourselves, and so we wanted to surprise ourselves into into something, uh, in, into learning something, and surprise ourselves into feeling something. And, and so uh, I, think, I think all those things combined made this film the right one for us to, to make for, the first, for our first feature, you know? We definitely, like you, you're talking about superhero movies, and you're talking about uh, franchises, and we definitely got asked to do them, you know, got at, asked if we were interested yeah, in them. Yeah. No, no, we we got asked like no one ever said like do it. But Here's no, no. 50 do you not remember dollars, Chris yeah. Pratt? Like, like we we got we got we sat down with people and they were like, "Are you guys? Do you get? Let's let's try to make this thing together, you know." Right. And like, I think when we really thought about it, we we knew we had an opportunity to um, make something really. Different, you know, because we had people who believed in us, and we had we had enough of a uh, of experience, and like we could either you know do something really different or go go and kind of follow the the, the path of least resistance. Um, and we went we went for the crazy thing that made sense to us. Yeah, you know what's yeah. interesting though is I'm not sure that making a superhero movie is exactly the path of least resistance, and I only say that because you know with the amount of studio interference there must be right. on those things and yeah. the amount of people hanging off you in every decision that you yeah. could make right. you know, the Russo brothers seem to pull it off fairly Somehow, well yeah. but you I know uh, I, I'm not sure that, that everybody does you know no. and, and so I'm not sure it's the path of least resistance I think that you know it, it's a different path that's, for sure that's, yeah, that's yeah sometimes like we, we talk about like it, it takes a very special skill set to be able to make someone else's screenplay mm -hmm. into a good movie um, and, and that's a skill set that I, I don't, you know, we, we don't have yet, you know. Right. Um, it takes, an, it's hard enough for us to like hammer out and get on the same page and like, like, like I have a lot of respect for folks who can, you know, uh, take someone else's screenplay and like uh, make it good. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, like the, yeah, did Kubrick our, write his movies? No, no. He would usually like take someone else's script? Yeah, yeah. Kubrick, like that's... Fincher as well. Fincher, yeah, yeah. like Fincher, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that takes a certain amount of like, you know, communication skills, right. you know, to, to meet a stranger and make their Where, movie. Whereas I, I think our process is a lot more exploratory. It is just different. Like, we right. want to find it, so like... Uh, the script's never really done until the edit's done in some ways. Like, we know exactly what we're going for, but we don't know how yet until until it reveals itself. So that, that would be harder to do with someone else's script, for sure. That'd be interesting. When you were at Sundance, the movie got 
crazy different responses from people, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that you know the, the the first bit that will separate the men from the boys, or whatever you want to say, is the the farting, per, you know, propulsion across the ocean, yeah. seeing the jet ski scene, the farting jet scene ski. Yeah. Um, what did you think? At that moment, as yeah. Sundance was happening, and and some people were loving it, others not so much, and that's just part of the world, right? It happens. Yeah. Um, what was your response? I feel like the the funny thing is that like um, generally responses to the movie were really wonderful and fun and interesting, and the the, the negative the most negative responses were from people responding to the premise, not the movie. You right. know, like it's not many people that. who saw the movie hated it like it's it's not like uh irreversible in like that kind of way like it's even if you don't like it it's so sweet you know like not many people left you know like like even some of the bad reviews were like really sweet and complimentary of like so much you know so like the the only thing that took a thick skin was watching the internet explode about the farting corpse Daniel Radcliffe movie and and that wasn't so hard, you know, because, like, I think the movie kind of speaks for itself, and so... And that's what the movie's about. The movie's about judging something before you understand it. And, right. And, right. And, and just dissecting the things that keep us apart from each other. So if, if that's the response we get to our premise, then great. Right. Because they're going to have a really fun journey between now and whenever they watch it. Because when they watch it, they're going it, to... Hopefully it'll play with their expectations in an interesting way. And even at Sundance, the fact that the internet was exploding over here for this thing made people who came and saw it like have a really fun experience yeah. so we got to watch that and be like okay maybe it's okay like it's a it's okay uh even if it's making certain distributors like scared <laughs> it's making the mo- the movie still working yeah. you know like yeah. uh so that's cool yeah because we had a lot of people come in like second third or fourth screening at sundance and be like i was expecting to hate this movie and now i'm crying now, well yeah. yeah that's the thing yeah. right because this movie i think is is uh, a, an emotional one in a way that uh, maybe people d- won't expect when they right. step into the theater, right? Yeah. Why do you think people are, are seeing it as so emotional? I mean, it's about connections, and I think it's about any kind of connections, whether it's with the father, you know, Paul Dano and his dad, right. or, or anything. I mean, there's all sorts of connections being made or not being made, being yeah. missed. And I guess that's what it is, but for you... I mean, I think it's it's um, it's exciting when people emotionally connect it because I think like we put we just put a ton of stuff in there that like just, that start that made us feel a yeah, lot, you we know. Just wanted to make this like the like the the overall meta joke of it all is like let's make a, a farting course movie, but let's make it the most personal thing we could. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think if people are connecting with this because they're just connecting with uh, us pouring a lot of ourselves into this movie and and uh, just the, the 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 thing that we eventually we were able to because we wanted to draw a circle around the whole movie all the all the all of its pieces and say this is what it's about we wanted to do that and we tried lots of different things and nothing really worked it was kind of a convoluted scary thing but finally we realized like to us what this film is about is it's about how the, the way uh, shame keeps us from love mm-hmm. and uh, i think that encapsulates even what you're saying about different relationships mm-hmm. and how and i think once we've once we realized that, we were able to, to you know, hold up every single scene next to that that, that idea and be like, yes, this still fits there. This is There's still some necessary. shame there. There's some love there. Yeah, this yeah. is yeah. This is still it's like this, a puzzle almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and so I think if people are going to connect with this film, it's going to be because they've experienced that isolation at one point in their life. You know, mm-hmm. the need to the need to be connected to someone. 
whichever one does. That's like that's so universal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's it, right? The universality of the story mm-hmm. it yeah. is it, it overrules the peculiarities of the story. Right? Yeah. Maybe I mean, that's it. Our nightmare was that the movie, not nightmare, like, um, if this movie was found a niche and there were some folks who really loved it, that'd be cool. Right. But like, our our real goal was to make a movie that sounds like it's gonna be that, right. but that. But that our moms like, you know, like we, 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 we worked real hard to make the unpalatable content palatable. And like, we, we wanted, we constantly were kind of testing the movie against like, okay, even though it's a movie about two white guys in their twenties, like, is there something here that like kids will relate to and like, will, will our moms like it? Will our parents like it? Will gay people, will women? And like, we, we tried to like really make it. Emotionally engaging and like, um, and, universal, and, and, yeah. and and universal, you know, like um, and and not um, uh, just for us. <laughs> well, casting is ninety percent of that, right? And yeah. and you know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's terrific. I mean, he's great in it. But Paul Dano blew my the top of my head off. Yeah, right. cool. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can do so much with so little anyway. I think yeah. you know, but um, just the the sense of like, like in Prisoners when he has like one line and then you should like have a nightmare about him saying I know. like or, or in uh, in Love and Mercy when amazing. you know like he was amazing in that yeah. like just you know and and, and and in 12 Years a Slave and in Ruby uh, whatever Ruby that's Sparks, like, yeah. Ruby Sparks you know yeah. but um, but it's important so you, you have to have that guy because people have to be on so was it written maybe with him in mind or did he come to the process how did that work yeah we've, we've been kind of saying it um, we rewrote it with him in mind right, yeah. uh, so like we spent years kind of like working on the script before we you know reached out to any actors and then um, once he responded to the script we started working really closely with him um, to kind of uh Make it better, yeah. um, and it same make with... sense of his character. Make sure it felt grounded in something. And yeah. I think one way we did that was make for both Paul and Daniel, we wanted to ground it in them as humans, like so the, so that there was always something three dimensional that they can pull from, just yeah. it, just the, themselves. Yeah. And when we first talked to Daniel, when we first talked to Paul, yeah. um, uh, he was like, "I'm so on board for like you know this absurd, crazy, bold thing, but do you like?" Are you trying to make Hank relatable? Like, is that right. is that a goal of yours? And we we're like, yes. And he's like, okay, cool. Then I'm I'm in. Let's do it. And then he, you know, worked with us and helped us like make Hank real. Yeah. You know, and not just like an excuse. Yeah, was, an excuse yeah. or like a prop. Yeah. yeah. That that that's just a fixture in a movie. That's a, a yeah. And he could do. He like he said he could do so much with so little. There's yeah. there's a moment. I mean, every single, every time we said action, he gave us something new, which yeah. was like such a gift as a director. But I remember specifically we were shooting the scene on the bus, you know, where he's on the bus and and uh, Radcliffe chickens out, doesn't talk to the girl, and yeah. Paul's like, Paul's like, and he's like, what would you do? What would, is what yeah, yeah. and he's like, what would you do? And Paul, Paul, like we, we wrote a very simple scene that was, you know, supposed to have like the subtext of sadness, but you know, but kind of be funny, just like, like funny, instructional, like oh, I would just, I would just let her go and and go home and eat a, eat a pizza by myself you know and he just like he literally like he, without even like 
moving anything in his face he just like broke all of our hearts and then like a single tear fell down his face and then we were like that was like the first week of shooting too. Yeah. yeah and we were like fuck you paul you're so good at this yeah, it was, it was like, incredible yeah so he was able to elevate. you have a future young yeah, man yeah, yeah well, of course he but he was able to elevate uh, such a simple moment to yeah. something really um deep and and layered and 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 just begged for you your brain to wonder what his life was like what he doesn't rather than having rather than telling you what his life is like you just he just paints an entire image of like oh my god and he does that all the way through the movie all the way through yeah. the movie exactly we're we're out of time almost i got to ask though what what if anything mm -hmm. do you want people to take away from the movie yeah yeah i i think um we, Dan keeps saying that like like uh, this movie breeds a strange kind of empathy. Like like one of the goals was um, to tell like the most unlikely love story. And like can we like we we knew like farting corpse, Dan Radcliffe those those words those keywords will be like yeah. viral like cool. Um, but if we can make you really care about that farting corpse like what a cool achievement like yeah. if we can do that then like what can't you care about like you're gonna walk out of the theater and like like the, it's gonna be real hard for you to find someone you can't empathize with after you just fell in love with a farting corpse yeah so you, you um, basically you go out into the world with a little bit more of an open mind like right. and, and ready to be proven wrong yeah you know i think i think people are so dogmatic today especially right now you know the at least in the u.s the 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 you know, the, it's here too. Yeah, the political climate and, and, and just the, the ideologies that are clashing, people are so ready to to block you out, you yeah. know? And I, I think I think films like this, in, in some strange, uh, indirect way, are, uh, is, are us trying to fix that, and trying to allow people to, you know, just be a little bit more open. Even, even working on this movie, we had to force ourselves to, like, learn how to be empathetic towards impossible things and right and, and, and that, that has actually now affected me in a way where like um i have very strong beliefs ab about things but then also now every time every time i have a knee-jerk reaction where i go oh that guy yeah. believes in that i suddenly like catch myself i'm like oh why did i think that there's there's probably a really personal reason why he believes that and if i just asked him about it we, maybe we could relate to each other and i think if 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 any movie can can make people to switch their opinions, that's huge. Yeah. That's like crazy. Yeah. Um, so I hopefully people leave with an open mind. That's yeah. my short version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and a different answer that I came up with the other day that I liked was that uh, I think we're just very flattered when people <clears throat> talk after they yeah. watch it. And so like reactions at all are just so fun. And like um, I, I, I hope people go to a theater and watch it with strangers because even if they hate it, they'll have a really memorable experience in the theater, you know, yep. sitting next to, like, I, th I think, like, it's, uh, I, I hate when people say, like, uh, it's not a movie for everyone, because I kind of feel like it is for everyone. Like, you have permission to dislike this. Yeah, like, yeah. And you, you won't be bored even if you dislike it. Like, <laughs> it's not mean. It's, like, it's a, it's a, good time like it's visually and, like odd, and oddly enough a life-affirming right film right yeah. considering that one of the characters is dead yeah, yeah exactly. um so yeah like I, I don't know you can't go wrong i, I just hope people go see it yeah so hopefully now you'll go check out swiss army man with paul dano and daniel radcliffe great performances there but i like those guys 
Daniels, they're all right. And they've made a good movie. And if we go see this one, they'll get to exercise their quirky notions further on screen. And we want more of that. Uh, my thanks to you for coming by, of course, because you're always welcome at the House of Crows. But right now, it's time to shuffle along. Go see Swiss Army Man. If you haven't seen Orange is the New Black and you're curious now to see what Samira Wiley's been up to for the last few years, check that out. You just can't do it here. Get out of here. Thanks to you. Thanks to Daniels. Thanks to Samira. And uh, be sure to join us again next week. We put a new episode up every single Monday. Uh, rain or shine, we're better than the Postal Service that way. There's always a new episode up then. You never know who will stop by for a visit, so why don't you come by and see if it's one of your favorites.